Previously on Polyamory. The only reason he's got control of the city is because he's supplying all the steam. I suppose if you could find some way of shutting off their supply of steam, perhaps the, the city would have to go back to the old ways. Where are they getting all their steam from again? No idea. I've not seen so much as a single cart come through city lugging coal apart from that what comes for me. Where's the long-term viability in all of this steam? Yes, it was a sort of interesting question you brought up, which was, if they're closing off all the routes in and out for other people to make steam, how? what's your steam production process? How is How sustainable is it? Oh, we have our own method of producing steam, and I assure you it will be going on much longer than the war. You are led into this building, and there are sort of turbines being fed, and you can see in the tubes, like, occasionally there's, like, a glass section where you can see, like, there is steam in these pipes. And so electricity is clearly being produced from these yep. things, and uh, the steam itself is being sent down into into the city itself. Hmm. Hmm. As you... they he, he goes on to explain various aspects of this, yeah. which are too technical for me to deal. <laughs> Blah, 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 <laughs> steam make turbine turn which make power. That's pretty much all you hear. You are eventually led quite high up in the building. There's like a, a door marked authorised personnel only. And you can see like one of those chicken wire windows to the side of it. And through there, there is a huge... You guess it's transparent, but it's absolutely rammed full of steam hmm. sphere. And it appears that all the steam comes from here. And this, of course, is uh, our, our source... Although, can't really discuss trade secrets with regards to that. <laughs> just uh, reconstitute himself in front of the sphere and just try and smash it? All of the steam in the, the sphere vanishes and it moves like living steam out of... Oh, it does a dusty. Yeah, yeah. Out of the, the sphere. Uh, dusty still like proper raging it up. <laughs> about to go for another swing. Um, dusty, tell me about your sister. <gasps> oh shit, uh, I feel like it's gonna be bad to stay here, Brumara starts running. Puff, get the car outside, get the car ready. Get the car, get the car, get the car. The front doors burst open, like uh, like all of the urchins are just yeah. throwing the door open wide. And uh, there's, the, there's like some wheel spin, and the piggies come like clattering out. <laughs> the cart does like a little drift on the cobbles, somehow doesn't break a wheel. <laughs> And sort of pulls up beside you at speed as you're running. You're racing down the hill. You can see the city, like the edge of the city just ahead of you. And you notice as you're getting to the city limits, there is just a, a wall across the road of Warforged. That's a, that's a problem, maybe. So you've got Dusty at the front, throwing hands forward, moulding this ramp at the front. And Aurora gives him a little nod. And just out the back is just blasting steam. <gasps> So you just nitrous off the, the, this ramp in front of the Warforged, who were just like firing um, like crossbow shots out of the palms of their hands as you go over. Like you can hear thunk 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 in the bottom of the the, the bottom of the car. Oh, shit. And then uh, Aurora switches to like below you so that you don't yeah. completely wreck um, the axles. Br Bramara helps at the front with Gust to try and do the same. Between you, you manage to land the cart fairly safely and skitter off. Uh, towards town. That they are now drawn to your position. It seem you have established already that they seem to have some un 
unspoken method of distance communication, and there are a lot of them starting to surround you. In the distance from the city, you see this hovering yellow glow. Oh, fuck. Newell's here. Newell? <laughs> the bear. Just it winds back and channels every last piece of anger he has for faceless profiteering scumbags that hurt the people he loved. And he converts him to a faceless profiteering scumbag that hurt the people he loved. Hello, good evening, and welcome to Stone Monkey Radio and Curiosity Epidemics Body Army Season 2. We're back, baby. Woo! We're still Woo-hoo. here. We took a break, but for you, there was no break. There was no break. Because no breaks. Time traveling podcast powers. Ooh. I don't even know when this episode's going to come out. Like, sometime yeah. next March? year. Maybe. Maybe oh, March. my birthday. We're still in lockdown. We're still in lockdown. Well, happy birthday probably for around then, Nick. And hey, those of you who were listening to this, hopefully things are fine by now. Yeah. Oh, babe, why say that? Because I I edited an episode the other day that just went up. Yeah. And it was like episode eight or something. And we were like, oh, it's the beginning (laughs) of lockdown. Hopefully by the time this goes up, we'll all be out of it and all be forgotten. (laughs) 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 Did we sound optimistic in that? So optimistic (laughs) We had such hope What fools we were That was them saying It's only going to be like a week or so That we'll be in a couple of weeks lockdown A couple of weeks lockdown As long as we lock down properly Fully, 100% for for two weeks All of this will be over Uh, (laughs) It's fine But we also weren't living in New Zealand No, that's true it's fine. We got D and D to keep us to keep us sane. Keep it together. <laughs> I mean, you haven't seen what I've been writing. Oof. Oh goodness. Good knees. Um. So yes, you fought uh, the the Lord of Steam. <laughs> and uh, the Lord of Steam did not win. The Lord of Steam did not win. Nor did Runnymede. Um. In fact, they both were dead. And all of the Warforged around you stopped beaming energy at. Uh, at Manual, and you all went to bed and had a nice long rest. Oh. And woke in the morning uh, to the sounds of giggling. Oh, Zorora up to? Look around, what's, what's the she, giggling? She's flitting. She's hmm. flitting around trees, having a good flap flap. Ah, oh, heck. She's doing many flies, having a good time. Yay! It's a nice day. Ah, oh, everything is good with the world, and definitely nothing bad will happen this episode that we'll have to deal with. It's all I imagine be a good Dusty time. has already applied some sunscreen to you at this point. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Got like a little umbrella as a parasol, just like, yeah. Uh, yeah, I imagine you being a bit like Marceline the Vampire Green, just yeah. Got my umbrella, exactly. Uh, Ella, <laughs> yeah. Dusty has gone hunting for breakfast with Aurora, which has thus taken five times as long. Yeah, she's flitting, occasionally booping you on the snoot, flying upside down in front of you, just pulling faces. <laughs> she's oh. perfect on a lover. Apparently being cooped up in a uh, in a weird bubble thing for months on end, it hasn't done much to um. Dampen her spirits overall. Hooray! Oh, I was on about Fairy Dragon Aurora. <laughs> oh, this is going to get confusing quickly, isn't it? Yes. We'll call her your sister for, for now. 
Why did you give two characters the same names? Because I thought one of them was dead. <laughs> <laughs> Can we? How about we call the fairy dragon Aurora too? Or call the fairy dragon Fairora. Fairora. Because they're fairy dragon. Aurora one and Aurora A. So no one is <laughs> less important. <laughs> oh. Yeah, I think I think your sister would be pissed off if she was like Aurora B, <laughs> <laughs> the late Aurora, Steam Aurora and Dragon Aurora. Okay, Steam Aurora. Cool. So are both Auroras with you on the breakfast hunt? She's flitting, so she could be anywhere. <laughs> uh, what What are you looking for for breakfast? I wasn't expecting that question. <laughs> I don't know what breakfast do you find in a forest. Forest breakfast. You're not in a forest. You're just outside of a village. <laughs> Okay, well, anything that's small enough or slow enough that I can catch it, I guess. <gasps> we can have... Oh, oh, no, no, I've thought of a better idea. You can eat the rich if you want. I mean, we could eat the rich. Dusty probably did already snack on the rich, slightly. But because Bromara's spent so long underground, she's probably not tried, like, free-range, has-seen-sunlight-in-its-life rat. <gasps> probably not. Mm-hmm. Oh, goodness, a-, a rat that has seen sunlight and maybe isn't mal- malnourished and just basically bone and gristle. <gasps> I'm being spoiled. It's not all yeah. grey with orange eyes, you know. Oh, goodness. Yeah, Dusty is getting some really fancy free-range rats and whatever little tiny herbs and stuff are growing around. He knows he's not going to quite replicate the slightly cursed herbs and spices that you get from a proper Daru's, but... (laughs) 17 cursed herbs and spices. I think, if anything, um, having seen a rat that is not deep-fried and is actually healthy, I think Bromara's going to be a little bit sad at this prospect. Like, oh, what no. is this? No. What is this no, thing? This, 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 cute, this cute thing. Isn't no. this okay? Yeah, no. rats are friends. It's not a deep-fried like thing that seemed like it wanted to be dead anyway. Oh, no. It's not a frisky strip. It doesn't still move. <laughs> oh, no. The rat is friend, not food. <laughs> Oh no, we've made we've made Romara vegan. <laughs> Years of eating fried rat, and all of a sudden, just like oh, no. I didn't see a rat scamper happily across a field before. <laughs> scamper, 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 bonk from Dusty. <laughs> <laughs> and it's the only thing little Dragon Aurora can help. I mean, if we went to take down a deer, what would she do? Bother it? <laughs> Maybe distract it. Yeah. That shakes it towards you. But Romara will have breakfast. She's very glad that, that you went and got breakfast. She's just a little bit, oh no, what have I done? What are my life choices? Uh, there's a tiny <laughs> there's a tiny skin just by the side of the tree. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> and a small pile of giblets. Oh no. Oh. Okay, so breakfast consists of some very tasty rat. Not tasty rat to you, for one word. <laughs> yeah, so it's a it's a lovely breakfast. It's a lovely morning. Having eaten and had a nice rest, what would you like to do with the day? <gasps> oh, I hadn't thought that far ahead. I didn't realise I had to have plans. Yeah, you had plans three weeks ago when we last did this. I think the docket was basically go to Calvernia, find out about Vile, and now probably the subplot of ask Aurora, why are you alive? I mean, that seems like a good place to start, Dusty. Get get your info. So, I'm just growling onto my desk. Oh, whoa. Oh, she's asleep. She's asleep growling <laughs> on my desk. So, I think 
After she gets done flitting around, generally being excited to be outside, Duster is going to go and sit down next to Aurora. So, uh, you're, uh, live. You're alive. Um, yeah, I think so. Where the, where did, where were you? I, uh, got captured by slavers for a really long time. And frankly, they kept me so malnourished, I didn't have the energy to fight my way free. And then eventually I got sold to the mayor. And I think you know what happened after that. Did, uh, did anyone else make it out alive? Honestly, I don't think so. Nah, too much to hope for. It was a mess. I got, I got blown a long way away. Yeah, I sank into the earth itself. That was fun. Is that where you found this lot? Eventually. Spent, uh, spent a good few years just going around. Got very good at breaking things. You certainly did a number on the mare. Yeah, um, should we do anything with that? If you want to build me a rock wall, I'll shit in his eye socket. I mean, I was more thinking he's dead, but we haven't torn down his entire length just yet. Oh, that, sure. I mean, we should maybe go into the city and see if there's anything useful. Search the mayor's mansion. That all right with you two? Of course. Uh, yeah. Do you like to give Dusty Pets? Many pets. Dusty's just going to look a bit lost and shamble in the direction of the most recent instruction. Is that head to the city or build a rock wall? <laughs> <laughs> He's got Mulder. He can build a rock wall in, as he's walking. It's fine. Okay. She's going to take a little while to catch up with you, but, you know, you sense that the deed was done. <laughs> <laughs> so you head back into the city and it's strangely quiet and very, very clear. All these tall, blackened, soot-blackened buildings from back when everything used to run on coal. But the, the steam has lifted now that there is no steam manufacturing. Right. In fact, the only bit of smoke you coming up, see coming up from any chimney is coming from the mill. <gasps> I said back to the mill, see how they're doing. Ooh. The mill is bustling. They are going about their, their milly business. This is the only business anywhere that is doing anything. Hey, hey everyone, we're back. Hi. Oh no. Doing good? Seems like business is uh, sorted again. I got calling, and doesn't seem to have been anything done about shutting off River. Yeah, yeah, we we did some murder and the robots just stopped. And as far as we can tell, they will remain stopped. Eee, that's grand. So, what are you lot off to now? Uh, we're off up to, uh, what's that place up north we're going for, for information? Calvinia. Is anyone still going to napping? Just I think I, I thought the plan was still to go to napping okay. as part of the Have I just got my nerves wrong. <laughs> Calvernia is the name of the big city that you did the one shot in. Yeah. Right, we're not going there. Napping we're is the napping. name of the place where Yeah, so we're going to napping on the way there. So yeah, we're go- we're going to napping and then up to up to the big city. Sounds like it's gonna be quite a journey for you, I suppose. Probably be a bit less dangerous now there isn't I don't know, quite such a war on. I mean, not... Probably still a war. They haven't stopped that for thousands of years. Yeah, yeah. Just less, less imminently the worst of it. Is that right? I'd imagine so. They don't seem to be making no more warforged up here. Okay. That's good that we're not walking into the literal mid- middle of a battlefield, hopefully, maybe. Oh, it's the Twin Cities. They've been fighting for millennia. Probably be much the same. Hopefully at this point it's just, you know, devolved to angry letter writing back and forth. <laughs> And Boscombe just sort of gives you a, a pitying look and pats you on the head. Oh, Sure, love. Anything else you want to do? 
Ramara's being quiet now. <laughs> oh, she got fat. <laughs> so, uh, that mayor's mansion. Aye. It, like the rest of your town here, is uh, pretty empty. I'd imagine so at this point, aye. Any, uh, any thoughts on who should fill it before all the rich twats come back? None of my business. Happy as long as my mill's still working. People will always need clothes. Dusty squint. You can tell he's having a thought. Goes over to the coal delivery, takes one coal, and has no further questions. <laughs> right, oh. <laughs> Boscom just looks confused. Dusty doesn't care. Dusty be that way. That's how Dusty be. People think that's not how Dusty be, but it does. He doesn't even have enough of his own thoughts without worrying about what other people think. I guess so. So where are you heading? Napping! Oh, I have a mayor's mansion to, to put a, a curl on the desk off. Okay, we can put a... A, a sign for the dead mayor. Yeah, but I'm sure the dead mayor, when he sees what you've done, will be very, oh, oh, they got me. Yeah, once he gets the shit out of his eye and, you know, resurrects. <laughs> sure I mean, you laugh about resurrection as if that's not a thing that exists in D&D. Oh, yeah, sure. I mean, I ate most of them, so you know. Oh. It'd be some kind of hideous thing. Uh, so yeah, you head up to the mayor's mansion. It's a long cobbled walk and it's it's much easier to breathe. It's very calm and relaxing. It's quite a nice day. It's a little bit haunting. If it wasn't for the bright sunshine and blue skies, you might find the whole thing a bit more creepy. But it's quite a nice day. Eventually you come to the mayor's offices and residence. Uh, you've been here before. It's the building opposite the big steam pumpy The big pump piston. that Dusty that was it. had a ride on. Yeah, Dusty do a, a ride on the piston. It was fun. Doesn't move anymore. Oh no. No, no more no. rides. No more rides. No more steam. Oh no. I mean, uh, yay, that, that was kind of what we were aiming for. Yes. Yay, environmental destruction. Um, so you head in and rather than going to sort of towards Runnymede's offices where you've been before, uh, you march sort of straight towards the, the mayor's main office. You noticed a few of the, the business, business, business robots just sort of motionless stood outside doorways, but you can poke them and they just, they don't react. Can Are they I carrying check anything? their damned pockets? I was going to say, can I identify <laughs> the one that I gave a platinum once to show off? Uh, you can try and find the one. See if it's still got that platinum in its pocket, I can go nick back. Um, yeah, roll me a... It's just a straight up d20. Come on. Let me be a cheapskate. Three. Nope. Do, I mean, they all look the same. And worse than that, all of their pockets, they look like pockets sewn shut. Oh, no. Yep. Well, that's the worst kind of pocket. That is the yeah. worst. That's it doesn't spoil... You can't put things in a jacket pocket. You'll spoil the lines of it. I, I now feel very bad for these these robots. I did not find my platinum. Permanently shut? Just that, that bit where it's got like three or four tacked points along the, the top of it. So you could open it up and use it as an actual pocket. Oh, but clearly the tailor has sort of just... They didn't want to spoil the line by having oh, it hang open. I, I was going to say we now have the quest that we need to get better pockets for, uh, for these Warforged. But now that I hear there's an actual pocket there, I'm like, oh, that's... I, I thought you were in the club of actual no pockets. Oh, no, this is when you go to a fancy tailor ah. and uh -huh. you you have an, a nice jacket and it's got pockets, but it's got just like like a couple of little like tacking stitches. So generally, it will, so it will sit perfectly. So it's your fault if the fall is ruined. Yeah. Yep. Okay. 
in the inside pockets, fine. But mo- all the outside pockets, all got yeah. little tacks on. When Dusty picks up that Bromara appears to be searching for some part of one of these robots, he's going to make it easier. <laughs> and would it be strength to see how many he can just disassemble? Oh. Sure. <laughs> uh, give me a D one hundred. Ooh, that's a big one. I like to roll those. I got seventy-two. You you wreck quite a lot of the like pretty much everyone you see. Like you'll like rip it in half and pull an arm off here. There's no resistance anymore. They're, they're kind of like piss weak at this point now that there's doesn't seem to be any energy in them. And see the platform yeah, now. Like you'll like you'll like pull the head off one and throw it down the corridor at another one, which sort of <laughs> clatters into bits. Its arms fall off out of its jacket, so it looks like it's got really long arms for a minute. <laughs> D wants to give scorecards to these destructions. <laughs> D occasionally like holding up, just like ten points. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and eventually you come to the the mayor's actual office, which is a oh, it's it's uh, it's it's it, it's a fancy affair. It's a very large desk and a very large chair, but and it's like just a ridiculous distance to walk from the door to sit at the desk. It was clearly designed to look imposing. <clears throat> Something about the shape of the room, the, like the architecture of it, appears that actually it's, it's further away than it is, and that if the far side of the room is larger and more intimidating than where you come in. <laughs> um, on the way in, as Dusty is opening the door, he doffs a hat of one of the business businesses and does, you know, like the little tuck arm roundabout, except also not his arm. <laughs> <laughs> Beautiful. Uh, it's it's an em- empty office, and on the desk is it one of those little triangle things with the the person's name, and it just says Genial Mayor. Mother that. <laughs> S- stick it in your inventory, I guess. I don't need it, but I want it. Uh, yeah, big fancy walnut desk, uh, a, a painting of basically um, basic basically Lankingham. As it looked, covered in steam. Lots of factories and smoke bellowing out. This is what they chose to have painted on a wall. Wow, they could have had anything and they had this. Because <laughs> that's, that's what they value. Dusty's going to have a quick scout around for anything that is either tasty or expensive and portable. I rolled 11 on tasty hunting. Uh, all the fruit is wax. How, uh, how tasty do you find the wax fruit? He's going to eat it out of contempt for its English. <gasps> Can we find the, the, the little oh. tiny biscuits that Dusty didn't get one of earlier when we were here? Little tiny biscuits. Oh, you'd imagine they probably wouldn't be in the mayor's office. Although, you never know. Um, So, Dusty, are you just looking around the surface of the room? Are you checking drawers? Uh, He's checking drawers and having a dig. Oh, okay. He's got Dragon Aurora helping him out. She likes shiny objects, so she's just bringing a little pile of them into the middle of the room. She's added like, glitter to the painting with all, all of the steam and smokestacks. Yes, she has. <laughs> it looks much I, shinier now. I imagine like most of the shiny things that she's found is just crap like pen lids. Yeah. Well, it's 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 one of those desks that's got the two pens sort of poking up. Oh, I like that. Well. Yeah, yeah. You can sign with left hand or sign with right hand. Ooh. Um, Is there like a seal? Oh, definitely. Yeah. There's in, in one of the drawers you would find like the mayor's official seal. It's large and very heavy. Like the handle is clearly brass, and the the the, uh, the seal itself is very fancy looking, very intricate. There's uh, like a a roll of sealing wax and um, just just a candle to to heat that on. 
D will take. Oh, so fancy. In one of the larger bottom drawers on the right-hand side of the desk, um, you pull it out and you realise that, um, yep, there's certainly a, a bottle of some kind of spirit in here. Looks good. It's brown liquor. Take. Um, but you can tell that this desk drawer is... Uh, uh, it should be deeper. I'm about to make it deeper. <laughs> Be- before Dusty does that, D wants to try and just like finagle it open. Yeah, you seem D seems like like they would have good ability to do that, some kind of proficiency. Do you yeah, roll to finagle. Well, roll what to finagle? <laughs> <laughs> roll finagle. Where's your finagle? Oh, is that th- third edition or something? Haha. <laughs> do, do you have <laughs> D- like thieves' tools or something, D? Um, a disguise and forgery kit, but not thieves' tools. You could disguise yourself as a thief, and they get. Roll me dexterity with advantage. Oh man, the tools. Twelve. Sure. Um. So you're trying to do sort of fancy things around the edge of the bottom of this drawer, mm-hmm. and you, you hear something sort of click, and you're not quite sure what happened, and then you sort of just wrench the front of the drawer off. And you can see below where the base was, there is like a, a secret section. Ooh. There appears to be some kind of fabric in there. <gasps> fabric? Mm. I inspect the fabric. You don't have to roll for it, just pull it out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just declaring what I'm doing. I well, take the fabric it. out and have a good look. Sorry, can you do that without me talking over it? Uh, I take the fabric out and have a good look. Okay, you start pulling fabric. It's um, It feels kind of weird and rubbery in your hand. Oh no. It's uh like a, a weird purpley grey. Right. Um. It's mm, it's it's unusual. It's not a substance you've ever felt before. It moves kind of like leather, like a soft leather, but it's definitely it's got a weird smell to it, like synthetic chemically smell to it. And you pull it all the way out and hold it up. And you twist it round a bit, and you twist it round some more. Eventually you work out that it's some kind of hooded robe. Okay. Hmm. I'm going to try and put it on. I don't know what it does, but I'm going to try and wear it. Uh, <laughs> it's a bit big for you, but yeah, it's it's a, a, a robe with a very deep hood. Do I, do I feel in any way different? Do I feel magic of some variety welling up within me? You feel like it's quite a warm day, and that you're going to start to sweat in this, and that's going to get real uncomfortable real quickly. How does it look? Does it look cool, or does it look uncomfortable? It looks kind of menacing and kinky. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> uh, in in the corner of the room, just trying all of her uh, cantrips now, just being like, maybe it's for this spell. It's for this spell. <laughs> um, having pulled out this weird PVC robe, you uh, <laughs> you notice that a small book has dropped out as well. It's a, a small black tome. Is it instructions on how to use the cape magic? <laughs> And the letter. You should probably read the letter first. You know, that's how you do birthdays. You read the letter before you see what the present is. Okay, so it ha- it was um, sealed at some point. Holding uh, the-, the wax together, you can see that it was an image of a... Uh, it- it's-, it's blue wax, and it is an image of a tree. Inverted. Oh, I know what that is. What's that? You know what that is. I don't remember what that is. That's why I'm asking you what that is. That Spartan's tree thing. I guessed it probably was from context, but, you know, there's a lot of things to remember. So many things. So many things. I mean, you've not got a visual memory. Remembering a colour and a shape together is tricky. Oof. 
The letter reads, S has been left to watch over N. The SHD is moving. PC has been lost. Keep up production of WF. We are moving to the final stage soon. Mm. So I've got two bits of that. Uh, the Warforged, keep making Warforged. And someone's lost their computer. They lost their PC. <laughs> <laughs> Um, if you look at the, the tome, it is written in very similar language. Like, uh, I don't know if you've ever read, a f- like, a, a the Book of the Freemasons? Yes. It's written in, like, ands, uh, K-S, something, something, and then just, like, more... Uh, abbreviations and it's, a- yeah. anagrams are everywhere. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Um, on the surface level, clearly the thing in there is the 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 big ending war of the Thorson story is gonna happen soon, and we probably need to fucking be ready for that. I'm guessing. The DM is impassive. <laughs> uh, what would what would Bromara have to roll to try and get some gleamable information out of the book? Uh, roll investigation with disadvantage. Okay, investigate. I am fine at it. What was Crook's first name? Nestler. Well, which one? Both. Uh, Nestler was the first one you encountered. Pepsco was the second. I rolled investigation with disadvantage and got 17. Fuck. Wow. <laughs> I worked out who PC is by myself. Oh, is that one of the Crooks? PC. Pepsico Crook. Yeah. Oh, we worked out Pepsco. For, for legal reasons, it's Pepsco. <laughs> <laughs> We would we would never accuse PepsiCo of having any bad things. Mmm, <laughs> I am enjoying a delicious cola beverage. Mm. Ah, a delicious cola <laughs> beverage. Mm. Other brands of cola beverage Cheers. are available. Other brands of cola beverage are available. <laughs> Fuck, seventeen. Um, yeah. Write some more of this book, huh? So we know Warforged and Crook and the lost computer. <laughs> <laughs> that was croak. Um, what croaks lost their computer? You, <laughs> you little goblin. <laughs> it is very difficult to work out what this is about. This is like about as impenetrable as it comes, and clearly deliberately so. But from context, you work out that there is some kind of organization. Mm. They are working on behalf to keep faith or belief in uh, what is constantly referred to in the book just as the initial V. Okay. Um, the, in fact, the, the, on the front of the book in, in gold inlaid letters, um, it just says uh, instructional reference of COV. And Church of Vile? That would be my guess. And this is keep faith in, in Thorson slash Vile so that they keep all of their power so that they will be very difficult to kill. Roll religion, everyone. Uh, that thing that D should be good at. Two. Nineteen. Eighteen. And D is this time. Yay. D, Bromara, you, uh, like, D, D, you know from history, you know that gods, some of them were just brought in as part of the beginning of this universe. Mm-hmm. At some point, they just existed. Like, you have uh, the the very essences of things like food services and orcs and elves yeah. and <laughs> fear. You have all of these different entities that are essential, essentially like the upper, upper version of a concept. 
or a, a species or trees or whatever. Um, but more since that sort of creation time, other gods have come into existence, like Trash Boy. Mm. Trash Boy became a god not through any even greater divine power, but because people believe in them. Lots and lots of people give them give them attention for the thing that they do. Lots of people believe in them. I believe in those legs. Bet- right? <laughs> between, uh, yeah, between you, you sort of back and forth this, but you work out that somebody has over years kept faith in Vile. You imagine uh, uh, the 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 word you used was Church of Vile. Yeah. So you imagine that this Church of Vile has kept people believing in the concept of Vile, so that Vile would be able to regain power yeah. and come again. That's bad. Yep. Is it? <laughs> I don't know. It seems it. Is it? Yes. Do you remember the smell of barbecued people right back at the beginning of season two? I mean, Dusty barbecues people. Dusty, have you suddenly come around and now you actually quite like how the season started and think that was a good thing, actually? (laughs) Oh, God. No, Dusty's been having some vague thoughts on, you know, how the gods at the pub were all the gods of various bastardly things and they felt the need to kill the god of maybe not tearing each other to shreds and having a nice life instead. But for a two in religion, they are very vague thoughts. I mean, at this current moment, Vile is planning to do a lot of killing of a lot of people who did not deserve to die, so right now they are a problem. This is why Dusty doesn't think for himself. (laughs) He tries. Did you want to leave some coal here? Yes, I want to put a little piece of coal in the place where I took the little desk triangle from. Uh And then while everyone else is reading, because Dusty knows how to avoid a headache, he's not going to do that. Is he going to go looking for the kitchen to find those biscuits? He is going to go looking for the biscuits (laughs) and see if he can find any cash. Because, you know, you can turn that into biscuits. Yeah, Dusty is hunting for a kitchen. Okay, Uh, roll investigation. Roll to kitchen. I rolled 13 to kitchen. I think that's my best roll all night. You successfully sniff out the kitchen. It's weirdly barren. Like, not many people eat in here very often. It's very, very clean. Lots of stainless steel. Um, yeah, it's it's ugly. The fridge is basically empty. But you do find a pantry just filled with individually wrapped biscuits. (gasps) (laughs) Dusty's going to take so many biscuits. How many biscuits can you put in a bag of holding? Let's find out, kids. Um, roll 2d100. Roll to biscuit. 94 to biscuit. You have obtained 94 biscuits. I have Add them 94 to your biscuits. <laughs> Everyone else oh. is getting on with the plot and I have 94 biscuits. That's I mean, a... I think we know who the real winner is. Here. That's a good number of biscuits. Uh, did you want to do any more exploration of the office? Are there books? Anything? Apart from the one you've been reading, no. Mm. It's pretty sparse. Mm. Any, like, handwritten notepads or anything? Nope. No, no loose uh, papers on the desk? Nope. Anything we can upend and just steal? I mean, you can pull all the drawers out. <gasps> yes. Check all the drawers for anything. All of them. Okay, so you just start wrenching the drawers and throwing them against the wall. And then searching through them. Uh, there's <laughs> pens. There's that, that bottle of brown liquor that you found. There's uh, oh, I that. Th- there is some some parchment in here, but it's it's all pretty blank. 
Um, Romara's got the urge to do the thing where you rub the, the pencil sideways across the thing to be like, can I see what you wrote on the piece of paper above this? Um, it, it, it appears to be some kind of crude drawing. Well. Crude or like vulgar drawing? Pornographic. Ah. When, when you say crude, my, my imagining of crude is like a stick figure with boobs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> a stick figure with boobs sucking on a giant cock. Yeah, exactly. I was just going to say some crude imagery, but sure, let's <laughs> let's really polyamory this up. <laughs> so, um, yeah, uh, having pulled the drawers out, you realise there was more in that bottom drawer <gasps> that you had not explored. Then let's... You find a purple crystal rod. It's about a foot long and about maybe an inch and a half in diameter. Sort of hexagonal along, coming to a point at either end. And as you hold it up to the light, it sort of seems to have, like, imperfections to it that ripple with a a sort of purple shade. Can I roll Arcana? Would that be an appropriate roll to try and discern what this is? Magical is a good roll. Fourteen. Um, yeah, you're pretty dark and magical, so you've you've seen an, an access rod for a portal before. Oh, this is for, for, for open up doorways to places. Yeah. Mystical magical doorway key. Yeah. Okay, cool. You imagine it would open some kind of purple door? Well, that seems that seems useful. Oh, I'm now thinking back to the when there were portals back in the underdark, the one between places. Hmm. Oh. Oh. Okay. I'm having a portal key. What, what, what's it actually called? An access key. It's called an access rod. Access rod. I'm calling it portal key. Access rod brackets portal key. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Is there anywhere in the room that looks like it might fit? No. Oh, Romara, are you still wearing the robe? Yes. Oh, it's starting to squeak when you move now. Because you're sweaty. <laughs> <laughs> um, I cast Gust to try and dry myself out a bit. Getting a bit of wind on the pits. Yeah, just get a bit of wind in the pits. Just so the essentially the hedgerabian pits. There, there's a moment where Gust is coming from below, and you do the Marilyn Monroe over the. <laughs> <laughs> so, was this robe worn prior by the mayor? Do we know? Could we it tell? It looks about the right size to have been worn by the mayor. Was the mayor not large? Uh, he w- he was quite large. Yeah, but these robes are a not bit too massive, big for massive. me. Yeah. Well, I yeah, mean, between the size and the PVC ness, this feels like we should put it on D for reasons. I mean, you're welcome to I have can't... it. Decent. Well, D can't. D can't. <laughs> Decent. D cannot grow in size. Yeah. Okay. Well, you're welcome to the cloak if D would like. D is okay for now. Okay. And Romara seems to be having a good time. He gets to blow it and it, it flutters like it's just magical and important. Yeah, and and you're like dwarven ish, yeah. so is is quite flappy arms on you. Ah. Adorable. <laughs> I'm wearing Daddy's coat. Ah. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> I'm tiny and big. Adorable. Uh, so yeah, you you heading off anywhere? Um. What what was the other ones, Runnymede. Uh, Just is going to go for a jaunt to Runnymede's office. Mm-hmm. He's looking for interesting notes that someone else can read. Romara will, will come join. D follows. And uh, also anything shiny or edible. You, you find a bin and it's mostly full of screwed up notepaper with things like, bring me my breakfast, this is what I want for lunch, uh, arrange a new supplier of coffee, cut off the river... It's it's clearly messages that have come from the mayor to Runnymede. 
none of those are fun or edible. No. There is a banana skin in the bin. Mm. I was going to give that to Dragon Aurora to cause shenanigans with Lair. <laughs> it's already sparkly. It's got sparkles on it. You know full well someone's going to slide over on that later and then there's going to be a poof and just sparkles <laughs> rain down on them while they're already sat on their ass. Oh yeah, it's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, apart from the banana skin, nothing really terribly exciting here. Uh, roll an investigation. 13. Dusty's getting bored of not finding anything interesting and despite having 94 biscuits, roll strength. 94 biscuits is interesting. I'm very interested to make that a smaller number of biscuits later. Mm. <laughs> hey, oh. you decide you decide to start having at some of the paintings on the walls in this office, and you can't seem to get them off. Can Bramara try and help get them off? Job <laughs> seems to be struggling. <laughs> Is that because I said help get them off? Stroke the frame. <laughs> <laughs> oh, let's strike the frame. Look at that gilding. Oh, no, ain't I'm not much more help. No, nope. just can't D- get them off. Do you help? He's good at getting things off, right? Yeah. Maybe if we all try and get them off together, we'll, <laughs> this will work. Where? Where's Aurora? She can just steam them off. <laughs> Four. <laughs> no. Just it took three of us to not just temperamentally throw a picture on the floor in a huff. Yep. Just no. Why not? <laughs> With all of us having failed, um, Brummer is done. So nope, there's nothing to find. Well, if you can't pull it off and throw it on the floor, you're just going to hit it with a hammer. Then it'll be just as on the wall, but it'll know what it did. Yeah, you smash some of the gilding. The it it's it makes a like weird thunk noises. You get the impression there's probably something behind it, but there's no way you're getting that off. Ooh. Because yeah. you all failed to roll strength. Well, Dusty's going to have to roll to think, and he doesn't like that. Oh, no. Gets all 11 brain cells rounded up to have a think about how to get it off the wall. Rubs them against each other and goes, if only I had more strength, I could pull this off the wall. How large is this painting? Um, it's like a four by six foot painting. You know, standard artist side, four by six. D could dimension door Bromara into... A wall. (laughs) Potentially. (laughs) I mean, Bromara explicitly trusts uh, both D and Dusty. If this is what you want, Bromara will do it. It's going to go bad. It would only be 4d6 force damage for every five feet Bromara is jutted to the side. Oh, I mean, if it's only like clipping through walls damage, Dusty's your man. Yeah, but Bromara is small. I'm seeing the look on the DM's face. Let's not clip into a wall. (laughs) No, you're not allowed to cheat like that. If I want to clip you into a wall or whatever. (laughs) That's not cheating. That's using one of Nick's spells. Exactly. I think she meant cheating as in me looking at the DM's face. DM's face is off limits. Horror. <laughs> DM's face is an illegal maneuver. You cannot cast DM's face. I want to kiss DM's first. Does that get me advantage? No, because then you would have got a nat 20. Can I roll to kiss first? Okay. Roll dexterity to kiss from hundreds of miles away. You're going to need a lot of dexterity to make that kiss. Fucking Crit. hell, it was a nat 20. I've the first crit of the episode on a bullshit oh. roll. I have, wow, I have received quite a kissing. Um, DM will remember that you can have advantage on your next roll for, for a good kiss. <laughs> yeah. Bribing the DM. <laughs> <laughs> right, so. This is all very D funny to, to everyone at home. Into as well. a wall? You're running into a wall. 
Dimension dooring into a wall. No, we're not dimension dooring into a wall. I think you're oh, dimension no. dooring into a wall. Fine. Okay, dimension door me into a wall if you have to, team. I mean, you can roll to resist this if you really don't want to do no, it. No, no. Apparently, the other two party members think it's a good idea, and Kramara's not one to question. DM, I've been dimension doored into what's probably a wall. Is it a wall? Uh, and it was what forty-six per how many feet? Per Every five foot. feet. So, okay, so how how far behind the wall were you trying to put her? Like maybe like six inches. Just basically just on the other okay. side of the painting. Cool. Um. Oh. Okay. You've got dark vision, haven't you? I do. Cool. So Nick types ID clip or ID S P I S P O P D. Yeah. Shoves you into a wall. Doesn't work because you're no clips, so you have to walk through. You shove your head through the 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 painting. There is a head on a spike <gasps> with uh, like a, a, a red twisty handle tap thing sticking out of one eye. Oh shit, there's actually something back here. Um, and and then <laughs> you feel like a jig, 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 and you take 3d6 damage from being inside a wall. Uh, okay. <laughs> you only went six inches, so. Okay, 16 damage, that's a good chunk of my health. Um... So, yeah, can you reiterate, what the fuck did I see? Uh, a head on a spike. Yeah. With, like, a red twisty handled tap thing coming out of one eye. Can I process mentally, like, where that was? Because it seems like it was inside the wall? Yes. It's on the other side of the painting. Okay. Can I try to take that painting off the wall again? I want to... No, you failed at your roll. Yeah, but we have, like, infinite time. I mean, eventually that wall is just going to, you know, decay over time. Isn't it stone? Yes. I never said it would be a short amount of time. (laughs) (laughs) Do you will will cast Cure Wounds on Bromara? Thank you. Um, And also, uh, yeah, that that should do it. 17. Okay. And then uh, Nick will appreciate the reference. I'm glad. What reference have I missed? There's two references right behind that wall. <laughs> and that's what all it is. Someone just, someone just tell me what's going on behind so that wall. In the uh, game, you must kill me. Oh, okay. And what? also that... Okay. When you load up Valve games, there is a bald-headed guy with a yeah. uh, like a, 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 valve a valve for one eye. Head. Yeah. And that there was also a Doom 2 reference where Ed Boon's head is on a spike behind the icon of sin. Okay. Anyway, let's head off. Ah, head we off. already did that. Uh, hey. uh, <laughs> off to some napping, I suppose. Yes. So yeah, you, let's go nap. So you gather yourselves together, say goodbye to everyone, get back on the mill. The children bid a cheery farewell to Ruffles and Snuffles. Can we call upon the mill, mill should we need them in some form of war that may be coming? As what, the outfitters? We need some natty threads. I I don't know. Maybe they could help. They could take up arms and and help. I mean, they could take over the entire town and just be like Warforged Incorporated. They could take all the guns from the Warforged or whatever weapons they had, take their their lasers. You know, they could could make some weapons for a war, should they be needed. Sure. You can contact them if you like. Okay. 
Go and get some sick bread. And so, you mount up, bid everyone goodbye, and head off back north on your journey. The sun is very high in the sky, it's late in the afternoon, and you're bouncing along on the road, and uh, Aurora 1 is sort of just flying along next to you. Is this human Aurora? Uh, Genasi Aurora, Aurora. yes. (laughs) Well, he's a classic. That could be the first one we encountered. Could be classic. I think we know which one came first. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know how how long fairy dragons live. It's red, so it's a Berber. Okay. So, <laughs> humanoid Genasi Aurora, Steam Aurora, is, is flying along, like, sometimes in, like, a T-pose, sometimes upside down, sometimes starfish, sometimes <laughs> supermanning it. There's lots of spinning. And eventually she comes and sort of hovers next to Dusty. I like to imagine Dusty sitting on, like, one side of the wagon up front. And um, she sort of comes in, slides up next to you, poses as if she's sitting, like legs slightly crossed, looks over at you. And um, look, it's been lovely to see you, right? But I need to fly. I've been cooped up in that bubble thing for a long time. And I need to fly. It's lovely to see you. Um, We'll bump into each other again, but I need to stretch myself and be outside for a while. I figured figured that'd be the thing that you were going to do. Drew you a map, and it's just a very bad map. It's roughly the map of where we've been, but like if a child drew it, and like crayon map with like trash boys house. Here is the big house that we got the dragons in, and here is the here's the other place. Yeah, it's like an emotion map as opposed to anything that you know the ordnance survey would let you get away with. Here is the scary silver river and the higher. Do don't not get, drink. Don't go swim in there. Don't swim in there. Bad sip, pretentious asshole. Yes. And then fairy dragon mansion. No, god it's better pub, than you god think. God pub. Uh, well, yeah, to god pub, I guess, would be a, a direction. <laughs> to the god pub. Here be potatoes. <laughs> yeah. God of thirst. Brackets. Also cat. <laughs> also brackets. Also brackets. With sharks. Sharks. Uh, here here sharks. potatoes would have in brackets, hopefully fewer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Fur bulk friends. Kind of grumpy. Pretentious plant. And then a picture of the succulent. <laughs> this map's adorable. It is. I kind of want to see this map. Just I, all drawn in crayon. What colour crayon? I think different colours for different things. Oh, okay. Like, oh, Trash Boy gets some really bright neon colours, and the Fairy Dragon Mansion, it's done with, like, a little rainbow behind it. Is there some glitter on the page provided by um, Dragon Aurora? Absolutely. Uh, the fur bulb, that's just sort of, that's his best green crayon. <gasps> the potatoes, it's just kind of like a bad brown one. <laughs> Adorable. I'm honest, I can't want to draw this now. <laughs> We've got crayons. We should draw this. (laughs) We'll see. Thanks, brother. It was good to see you. And she boops you on the snoot and flies backwards while you're still going forward. So it looks like it happens much, much faster. And as you sort of turn around to look and and watch her go, she's just too far gone, vanished behind you, heading southwards. How's Dusty doing? As soon as she's out of sight, Dusty just starts crying but like very he's very stoic about it everyone can pretend to not notice while he pretends they haven't noticed is is everyone pretending they haven't noticed Ramar is not Ramar is keeping fake hugs Aww. oh oh yeah it d would have until the hugs happen so then 
<laughs> the head pats and the hugs and the group hug Aww. comes in. Aww. Adorable. Is Dusty feeling any better for all the support? Dusty feels like Dusty will be better. Just needs Aww. a little cry right now. Aww. Understandable. So, it's getting later and later. The road has a nice gentle bump bump to it as you go across. It's nice and warm. You're very relaxed. You've all had a nice cuddle. Uh, there's the sound of like late night insects and, and nesting birds or roosting birds, should I say. Sound, uh, yeah, very relaxing and calm. And you just lull to sleep by all of the calmness and, you know, there's nothing to be scared of right now. It's all real good. Yay! Uh, Hooray! Can I get constitution checks from everyone? Oh, Need God, why? Be coming. <laughs> 20. 14. 15. You're progressing on. The scene fades to black. As all of your eyes are slowly drooping. And the next thing you know, you're awaking, feeling like... You've, you've got, like, nasty mouth. Ugh. Like, night on the tiles mouth. Mm. You're sitting in a tavern. There are, like, empty tankards on the table. A few uh, patches of spilt ale. It turns out this was all a drunken dream we had on the bar. <laughs> How many ganleys? No ganleys. No one else at all, actually. This is a terrible pub. There are no ganleys. I feel like we must be okay, because... Dusty got a 20 on that constitution, which presumably means we're totally super fine. I mean, that's how group oils work. The worst you got was cotton, man. I I mean, yeah, we also got not in the place where we fell asleep. That seems pretty bad. Do I know this pub? So, this is not a familiar pub. It's, It's familiar in the sense that country pub is familiar <laughs> like there it, it feels like archetype country pub but there's definitely something not right about it there is something slightly uncanny about this building romara's gonna attempt to use awakened mind to detect some thoughts in the 30 foot vicinity go ahead are there any thoughts in the 30 foot vicinity there are no thoughts in the uh, in the 30 foot vicinity i mean why sit next to duster <laughs> <laughs> Not, not even like harsh. Pig, not even like piggy thoughts. We're not just like asleep in the back of the car or something. Nope, no, no, okay. Aww. Just each other. I I imagine that when you hear dusty thoughts, there's there's just like. Can you confirm? Does Dusty have elevating music going in his head? <laughs> he does, but it's really badly done elevator music. Oh, Muzak. It's like when the tape's starting to go. Oh. Oh. Yeah. Ooh. The yeah, it best. definitely sounds like like the tape starting to go. I don't like that. <laughs> Neither does Dusty. It's why he didn't <laughs> listen to it. <laughs> Nailed it. Uh, I'm going to go look behind the bar. Okay. You, you stand up. You feel a little bit wobbly. Like your legs have gone to sleep or sitting on this hard wooden bench for however long. And you being quite short, your legs would have been dangling a bit. Oh. So pushing into the back of your legs a bit. Okay. Bromara's intention around the back of the bar is, at the very least, to be in a part of a bar slash pub that the owners would not want you to be in. And just start causing some nonsense and being a bit of a nuisance back there in the hopes that someone will <laughs> someone come and intervene. Come. <laughs> yeah, just like turn all the beer taps on and just leave them running, you know. Uh, you know, get some of the very expensive, very fancy stuff off the shelves and be like, oh, I'm okay, okay. pouring it with a S- mixer. Slow, slow it down. <laughs> you head behind the bar 
And what you're like, like just where all the clean glasses are, you're just like, like one arm just sweeping oh, them off. Not necessarily smashing all the things, but like, you know, maybe smash a couple. Okay. Uh, oh, I dropped a glass, ka smash. Yeah. Oh no, I I can't work out to turn off the beer tap. Okay, oh. so you drop the first glass, and it sort of just bounces, and it seems to bounce higher than when it first landed off the shelf. Huh. Huh. Um, and then it lands and just sort of rolls away. Okay. You, 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 you sort of follow, watch it, and it, it, although the glass is slightly curved on the outside, like a, like a pint glass, yeah. it seems to roll straight and like under, under part of the bar into a, a dark crevice. Okay. You can't you can't see it. The next glass definitely smashes. There's lots of very jaggedy glass. What what happens if I go get the very expensive booze and loudly proclaim, "Ah, oh, this very expensive vintage alcohol. Let's mix that with a mixer. That'll go great together." No, no infuriated bastard. So bar you start up. pouring the um the very expensive and just in with some cheap tap coke with. Yeah, with some <laughs> some post mix. Yeah, exactly. Post mix is good, don't have. Post mix is good, but you don't mix. I'm not. It with I'm not ripping 80... on post mix. I'm just saying it's you... a bar. It's post mix. Yeah, you don't mix it with the eighty year old scotch on the on the shelf. <laughs> That's what people do. No. Uh, oh okay, God. so you've got this fancy, slightly bejeweled <laughs> bottle. It's like it's 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 like oh god, like uh, like gold star Metaxa. Oh. I don't know if you've ever seen this stuff. It yeah. comes in like a ceramic bottle and it's all inlaid and stuff. Or it yeah. used to be. Um, yeah, it's quite a fancy bottle. Yeah. Um, and then you've got just like a, a, a tap with some post mix. Yeah. Um, and you're, you're, the, the post mix feels a little syrupy. Okay. Like it's it's pouring kind of slow. Not like Diet Coke slow. No. But like the liquid is thicker than it should be. Mm. Hmm. Um and the the fancy booze is um yeah it it smells funny as it comes out. Hmm. Okay, and no one's come to stop me doing this travesty of an act. Nope. Okay. <laughs> Dusty wants to have a closer look at Brilmara. Hello, it's Brilmara. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hello. If this was a nineties pointy click, it's it's Brilmara. <laughs> when she's done whatever current tiny nuisance act, I'm gonna let her finish. Oh, I finished. I finished my tiny nuisance. Dusty's going to pick her up at eye level and do like a little squint at her tattoos. Do the tattoos look different? Little bit. You seem to be having trouble focusing on them. Hmm. Uh, Brumara. How, how, how hard would I have to roll to like slap myself to try and like wake myself up as to like get my senses back? Okay. You um, roll strength. In the face. Uh, strength. I can do that. It's an unarmed strike, right? Uh, six for strength. Uh, you miss your own face somehow. Because <laughs> that definitely didn't hit your DC. No, that did not hit my DC. I miss my own face. <laughs> You're just chicken away at the last second on reflex. No, I don't want to. I panic and instead I drink the rough post-mix and fancy alcohol because fuck it, this place is weird. Romara, your, your tattoos are all wrong. Yeah, yeah, I get that. I feel like we're asleep or drugged or something's going on. Dusty attempts to lick one to see if they taste any different. Um, Brumara you... tastes like the inside of a weak old snake. I'm curious if Dusty has a reference point for what Brumara's tattoos it's Dusty. tasted like before. Oh, the tattoos. I was going to say, weak old snake. He definitely knows what that tastes like. Dusty's licking equipment has no further questions. No <laughs> further questions, you licker. I've got a thought. I'm going to attempt to cast Dimension Door. Uh, picturing 
Uh, I have no real sense of where we are, so I'm going to picture uh, the cart, the back of the cart, where we previously were before we were wherever we are now, and hope that that's within 500 feet. So tell me how this spell works. Uh, you teleport yourself from your current location to any other spot within range. You arrive at exactly the spot re- uh, desired. It can be a place you can see, one you can visualise, or one you can describe by stating a distance and direction, such as 200 feet downward or upward to the northwest. Uh, you can bring along objects as long as they don't exceed what you can carry. You can bring another creature with you. Um... Uh, if you would arrive at a place already occupied by an object or creature, you've got to do a, a roll. Okay, so you reach forward and twist as if there was a door handle in front of you. Yeah. And you wrench this portal open in reality. Yeah. And you can see the the, the um, cart in front of you. Okay, so the cart is within 500 feet of here, it would seem. Yeah. You can see the cart in front of you. Okay, What if what happens when I try and step through that door? You step through the door and you appear to be at the cart. Do my tattoos look correct still? No. no. Okay. If I try using my telepathy, can I still hear Dusty and Dee within 30 feet of me? Would, having... would that work through the door or would that have to be to once, where you are? What, once... what, I'm, what I'm questioning is, have I stepped through this doorway and appeared to have gone somewhere, but I'm actually still two feet away from them? Like, this doorway was nothing. This is all a weird illusion. Nothing. Okay, so it does seem like I have actually moved thirty feet, uh, more than thirty feet away from. Okay. Well, I don't want to do. Don't know what to do with this knowledge now because I'm here and my tattoos are still weird. And you've split the party, apparently. Yeah. (laughs) D looks on with concern. Dusty's going to head out of the pub. Okay. It's uh, you're in some kind of town. It's very, very late at night, seemingly. There's dark purple clouds in the sky that seems to be bubbling. Hmm. Um, it looks like it's rained recently. There's lots of like large puddles in the road. It's 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 just a mud path that runs through this town. Can I see the cart? No. Fuck! I, fu- I really fucked up by transporting myself away, huh? I mean, D has dimension dart too. Yeah. I can I can come back. Fuck it. I'll burn a spell slot. I dimension door back. Okay. To the pub and then come outside. Okay. Um. Can I get a quick perception from you before you do so? What? Before I go back through the door? Yeah. Because you probably should have had a chance to look around in there before. Yeah. I got very distracted by the actual questions you were asking me. I ate for perception. It's it's dark. It's a bit weird. It's a bit dark and weird. Yeah. I go back through. You rejoin, or you're you're back in the pub, I guess. I'm back in the pub, and I head outside to see where they've gone. You're you're outside in the recently rainwashed streets. Mm. Would that be perception to see if there's anything interesting? Sure. Eighteen. Can I do perception here as well? Sure. A nineteen. It is very very dark, but you can make out sort of shop fronts and things. You can't really tell what any of these shops sell because all of the signs seem to be a bit wispy and difficult to focus on. But you get the impression that there is like a butcher and a baker, like a, baker, a candlestick maker. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, Br- uh, Bromara is going to relay to the party. Hey, so seemingly I could get five hundred. Fi- like I could get to the cart. It did seem like I was more than thirty foot away from you, but also everything was weird there too. Hmm. I didn't like dimension door out of the weird space. That's my science done. <laughs> uh, Duster is going to do get one of his javelins and just tap the back of his forearm against the blade to get an oucher. 
Okay. You engage your rage, I'm guessing? Uh, I wasn't planning on engaging my rage. Oh, okay. I was just planning on going pap and seeing if the owl confirmed or denied his theory that this is, in fact, some sort of nightmare. Okay, take 1d4 damage. Three. It appears to have hurt and cut you. I don't know, does Dusty bleed? Yeah, Dusty bleeds. It's very tasty. It's a bit crispy. Mm-hmm. D would like to cast an augury about exploring. Uh, you just need a wheel or a woe, yeah? Yes. And you're just like, will exploring be good or not? Yes. Cool. Um, what's the godly equivalent of ask again later? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's an um, option. There's wheel, woe, or uh, nothing. Uh, in which case you get nothing? Yeah. You you get the spiritual equivalent of ask again later. Excellent. <laughs> Wheel, were or shrug. Yeah. <laughs> but it's an audible shrug, so you know that you got a response. Thanks, God. You get an audible thumbs up. <laughs> when you say the clouds are purple, yes. do you mean like in a thunderstorm, sometimes the clouds go weird colours? Or do you mean the clouds are purple? The, the sky itself... It, imagine that someone filled a pool with... Like purple fluid, and then it had like a like a gray foam sitting on top, like a gray scum, and then they turned on the wave machine, so it was like roiling and bubbling, and it was just this gray and purple swirling sky water. Okay. Hmm. Scavenger boy is going to do what he does best and go see if he can't find any of the natures, like just just a fucking dandelion or anything living. Well, roll nature. Thirteen. He sure you didn't mean survival. You find your partners. They are definitely living. Is there nothing else living? Not even like nothing else. a fucking weed? Not a weed, not an earthworm, which considering it looks like it's rained recently. But you do start to hear what sounds like howling, like in the long distance. Howling wolves, howling wind, howling... Oh god, I don't know what that is, but someone probably died right in the book finding out. It's somewhere between wolves, wind, and somebody died, or is about to die. And as you listen, it seems to be getting closer. Boss fight, boss fight, boss fight, boss fight. Something scary's coming, I'm, 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 mm, don't know what you are, I'm not ready. Grimoire's just going to shout in the direction of wherever the sound is coming from and say, go away. You're going to shout? No, no, that seems a bad you idea. You just said you were going to shout. Okay, I shout. You try to shout, and it takes a lot of effort, but no sound comes out of you. Can I just regularly talk, or is just my ability to make sound gone entirely? All of a sudden, like, you're... It's it's taking you a great effort to even conceive of making sound out of your face hole. Oh, that's real bad. And just, like, nothing's coming out. Oh, I really hope we don't have to do a fight. A lot of my, my, my good fight things require sounds. Oh, no. Bad. Mm. And the sound is getting closer. Um, Should we maybe find cover? Brumar is going to make one attempt to get enough of a of a word out to try and cast gust because weird. Maybe it's weird gases going on. She's she's going to see if she can get a word out. Roll strength. Strength. Oh, I'm not good at that. Magic users typically not known for their strength. Seventeen. You with you put all of your energy into making just some sound happen, and this just tiny little comes out of you. <laughs> but somewhere inside your body, you feel like you heard just the loudest scream. It seems to just like rumble inside you. You felt it, but all all that everyone else heard was just 
and everyone heard it over the sound of the rapidly approaching sound of something. Or many somethings. Duster is going Mm -hmm. to shoo the other two back into the pub, and as he's shutting the door behind them, he uses Moldov to sort of pull five foot. Wait, 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 wait. So you turn around, start shoving them back towards the pub, and the door's gone? Oh, great. Oh, cool. That's what I want in in my life. (laughs) Are there any doors? Not that you can see. Now that you look around again, all of the buildings just completely flat at the front. Like, there's windows and stuff. Some some of the buildings look like they have, like, a, a little nook where a door would be expected to be. Like, there is a doorstep, but suddenly there are no doors anywhere. And an arc of purple lightning just jets across the sky. That rod that someone picked up, does that look any different? No. Mm, that was purple. I have it problem solving abilities. What if purple and purple something? I have narrative abilities. Inabilities. <laughs> All of the cool stuff's purple. I um, <laughs> thank you. Purple's a cool colour for magical shit. Yeah. I mean, if I had to give a magical thing a colour, it would be purple. Mm-hmm. Okay, so if there is no going back and staying here seems dangerous, Dusty is going to start walking towards the screaming. Yeah, Bromara's going to do the same. Towards the screaming. Mm-hmm. Towards whatever the, the imminently the approaching sound is, yeah. Okay. Um, Dusty, you're very much into the earth stuff. Mm-hmm. You feel like you feel it in the ground around you. It's like hundreds of feet are running towards you. Like you can feel the dum dum on on the ground. Can we see what's on top of the hundreds of feet? You can't see that far. It's quite dark. But you are starting to get a sense of like movement, and the the general sound of howling is mixed in now with some sort of snarling noises and like almost like barks, but not quite. Or not made by any kind of canine that you've ever encountered. Are you going to keep walking towards them? Yes. Okay, you keep walking towards them. They keep running towards you. And you are starting to pick them out now as another jet of lightning arcs across the sky. There are hundreds, thousands of these four-legged creatures running towards you in this giant, slavering, horrifying mass. Giant teeth, uh, just like yellow eyes that you're starting to see, almost glowing. Like you can see saliva hanging from jaws. Mm. You, you, you're still heading that way. Uh, Are we far enough out of town that we've maybe seen the cat? No. Damn it. I mean, I, I don't know that we can outrun whatever this is. Should we maybe get to the cart? You have no idea where it is. Mm-hmm. Unless you're going to dimension door to it. You dimension door to it, but the two of you could get get through that. I used my dimension door getting back here. Gotcha. Okay, you two go. No, we're not splitting the party with the ominous monster approaching. Mm-hmm. Ominous thousands of monsters. Yeah, if we're gonna f- if, if if the ominous monsters are going to be in- interacted with, we do it together. Okay, in that case, I guess we hide. Is there any where we can hide? Are you walking, running? I mean, running to see if we can find somewhere to hide. The, the Looking sa- for a side street or or like a doorway? I, I wasn't picturing there still roads. I don't know why. When you described like the pub not being there, I thought the pub is there. Just... It just doesn't have a door on it anymore. Oh, I I built a mental image in my head of like, oh, there's nothing anymore. It's just right. flat the, plane and rats. The, the buildings I are still it was there. Like a film set, just all wooden fake houses. 
It looks like a, a normal township street. I mean, it's not the nicest township street, but it's very dark and unpleasant, and suddenly nowhere has a door. So not very welcoming. Uh, run looking for a side street and maybe something we can climb up to get up onto a roof or something. Everyone happy with that? Yeah, I mean, yeah. my plan was just make a sinkhole and hide in that, but those two have to breathe. Like yeah, amateurs. we have to breathe. Can I get dexterity from everyone as you run away? Yes. Twenty. Six. Four. Okay, so Dusty, you grab the other two by the hand and, like, start legging it. And they don't quite manage to get their feet under them in time, and they trip and slip out of your hands, and you just do this wide-legged sprint across a puddle. The other two go face-first into it, (laughs) and from your point of view, you're going down and down and down into the water. Oh no. If you uh, you can spin your body around, you can see the like the night sky above you with the ripples of the, the surface of the water. Oh, no. Swim to the surface. Doggy paddle as fast as I can. Okay. So you get to the surface. Tonk tonk. You can't get through the surface of the water. Oh, fuck. And you can feel your lungs filling with water and you're just pushing on this portal into the world above you. What's Dusty doing? Desperately trying to get them out of the puddle. You're hammering on the pet puddle from above, and it feels like these creatures are, like, almost on top of you now. Thank you very much for joining us. I have been the mistress of this dungeon. I am Jane Eris Magnet. I can be found on Twitter and YouTube as Maniac Janiac. I'm on SoundCloud as Jane Eris Magnet, where you might be listening to this now. I'm also on StoneMonkeyRadio.blog, where I write things. Twitch.tv slash Janiac, where I stream on Tuesday and Thursday nights. Janiac.redbubble.com, where you can get one of my fantastic t-shirts. And patreon.com slash stonedmonkeyradio. As little as a dollar a month would be super helpful. Hi, this is Nick, and you can find me on Twitter, Twitch, and stream at the Nick Flair. And if you'd like to read um, some media analysis and self-reflections that I'm writing, uh, you can follow my blog at storieswithnick.blog. I'm Laura. You can find me at Laura K. Buzz everywhere on the internet. Twitter, Twitch, YouTube, Patreon. That's the one that pays the bills. LauraKBuzz.com. I do a series on YouTube every Friday called Accessibility, where I talk about video game industry accessibility and representation. I've got a bunch of books. There's Uncomfortable Labels, which is out now. It's about being gay and trans. There is Things I Learned from Mario's Butt, which is coming out on February 4th. It's an illustrated, silly and serious coffee table book of video game character butt reviews. And there's Gender Euphoria, which is an anthology of non-cisgender people's stories of euphoric moments they had in regard to their gender, which is going to be out at some point in the future when it's when it's written. There's also podcasts. There's Pixel Squirt, which is a video game pornography discussion podcast with Mari and Stacey from Geek Remix. Uh, there's Dice Funk, which is a another D&D podcast. I'm on seasons 3, 4, 5, 6, and season 7. Uh, they're all self-contained seasons. And there's Podquisition, where we talk about whether your favourite video games are great or perfect. I'm Becky. I can be found as at Becky Tuto on Twitter. The last series that we recorded, Battle of Designated Heroes, can be found under Curiosity Epidemic on SoundCloud, Spotify, YouTube, and Apple Podcasts. We'll see you again sometime. Oh, bye. 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 <laughs>